Welcome to Box Press Radio. I'm Dan, and it is July 29th. It is indeed. July hath come and gone. And I am Andrew. I don't have anything to say, but I'm Angela. <laughs> well, that's going to be a long show for you then. <laughs> well, you guys were all doing like little intro bits, and then, and I'm Dan, and I'm Andrew, and I'm like, I have no intro, and I'm Angela. There you go. See? <laughs> that's your entrance. You just come on in. <laughs> Usually. So, uh, how was you guys week? Good. For you. I had to deal with idiots. That's what I had to deal with. So you, both you know, we, we already had this discussion. We can't turn this into uh, work bitch fest number two. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying. No, and it wasn't even all work today. It was... Me having to cuss out Fort Wayne Community Schools transportation fucking people, too. Yep. Lovely. Because I have my, you know, my daughter who's been in school for two years. She's got special education, so she always got a bus. But because they have cutbacks on funding for busing systems in Fort Wayne Community Schools... If you live within walking distance of the school, you don't get a bus unless you're special education. So my other daughter's not special education, but she's four, but she's within walking distance. She can't get a bus. So at four years old, she's supposed to walk home. Wow. That's cool. And also on the top that off. And it's not their problem. Well, to top that all off, I work second shift. You work until five or six. So yeah. she's supposed to what walk home to nobody being here? Yeah. She or can't walk or walk down frickin' Pontiac Street to your dad's house. Yeah, no. Because that not. works at four too. Right. No. She'll join the drug dealers on the corner. Um so, you know, I had to cuss them out and then I I just canceled the <coughs> bus for Samantha because I got my babysitter to pick them up from school, which I had to pay her more now. Uh-huh. To pick them up after school. And so then they call me back after I canceled the bus for Samantha saying, We can still get her in the morning if you need it. No, bitch. I don't need you. Wow. <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous. You yeah. seem to have missed the point about what we were trying to do. Yeah. that's not what we were trying to do. It's like I wasn't worried about Samantha. I was worried about my other daughter who's not in special education that you don't give a fuck about apparently. Don't call me back and talk about the kid that I'm not worried about. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. So, Sounds fun. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Fort Wayne Community Schools, like, their whole busing system is, is fucked in the first place because they're always fucking late picking up your child. So, your child is always late to school. Mm-hmm. That's Andrew awesome. had to like take Samantha to school more times during the school year than the bus actually picked her up. Yep. Wow. So, yeah, it's just like, you know what? It's, it's, it's stupid. I'm not even going to worry about it. Hmm. Oh, man. I'll pick her up and then I'll, you know, I'll drive them. I'll pick them up and then I'll take them to sitters, I guess. No. What do you mean? Well, some, well Wednesday's half day, so I'll take her to school then. And then the babysitter will pick her up. That's right. Yeah. I can't keep this shit straight in my head. I've had like three different scenarios of what we were hoping to have happen, and pretty much all, but none of them have panned out. So she's PM, honey. Right. You're just no. dropping her off at school before work. Right. 
Yay. But yeah, so school registration was today. Uh, one more year, and hope they'll both be going to school full-time. Like nice. Yeah. And hopefully, we'll have to deal with the stupid shit. Or at least, you know, we'll have a better system in place by then. Or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but tonight, I went to Rudy's to um, get a cigar, because Andrew still has his cigars. I didn't have any cigars. They were all out of, like, infused cigars, except for one box of Tatiana Cherry, and then the coffee breaks that I had last couple shows, Mm -hmm. and then, like, their elementals or whatever. Um, I don't remember what those were, but it was just, like, and then they had the little mini ones. They only had two of the chocolate Tatiana mini cigars. The rest of the containers were all empty. I was like, dude, what happened? There's no cigars here. Yeah, it's IPCPR time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just like, Jesus. Yeah, they, they purposefully let their humidors get empty before they go to the show and buy all the cigars. Yeah, well. Which is a good idea, really, but it does kind of suck if you're coming in in that in-between time. Especially if all you smoke is the infused, because then it's kind of like, well, you got this one and this one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, but at least it's only like one week, you know? Yeah. yeah, so I got a Tatiana Cherry since, you know, I've had the coffee breaks for the last couple shows. So. Ooh, very cool. Um, then I have Dewar's to drink. Nice. I'm... Scotch, scotch, scotch. Scotch goes down, down to my belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did uh, a couple of pregame beers at Twisted Kate before the show tonight. So, until a little bit later in the show when I will have Buffalo Trace, I have water. Nice. And I am smoking my usual La Aurora Corojo. Well, I've got my usual La Fincas. Um, what's left of this order, I did order some new ones, which right now, there is a great deal on these. Yeah. I know I know. I mentioned it to you, but I wanted to mention it for people listening. When, when did you say it ended? The coupon code that I managed to find for it ends on the 8th. Okay. But Cause I, I'm going to order cigars again on Wednesday next week. Okay. Because, yeah, the, the uh, ammo cans, that they, they have two different versions. One of them's got 60 cigars, and the other one has 91. Um, the 60 cigars, again, were on back order, so I had to go for the, the bigger can this time again. Yeah. But they actually have lowered the price of both of them since the last time I ordered which was actually at the end of last month. So they lasted me quite a while as well. Nice. So, um, but they, they've lowered the price on them, but I did find a code, a coupon code to give you 15% off. So it took off like $15 and 40 some odd cents. And they were already doing a, I think it took off free shipping, but there was already free shipping going on this week or whatever anyway. So nice. I had free shipping. So basically instead of paying like, you know, it, it, the can itself is like a hundred and four. I, I, you know, add like six ninety nine shipping on top of that. Instead of paying all that, I paid like eight eighty nine twenty one. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and that's you know, granted, I was checking my tracking, and they're saying it probably won't get here until Monday, so that kind of sucks. But I do have some cigars left. I'm not completely out yet, but that's part of the reason I wanted to order some, is so I don't get to that point. Right. Hello, yeah. hey, why are you still awake? Why are you down here? Sorry, folks. My daughter wants to 
be out and about. No, 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 don't get comfortable. Why are you down here, babe? Upstairs. What? Pardon us, folks. <clears throat> She's at this point in her life where she doesn't feel like she needs to speak and we should read her mind. Uh, which is true. Wednesday. Ah, uh, okay. Which would be great if she was Professor X, however. <laughs> right. What do you need? Child. Ooh, man. One. Yeah, I am, uh, I am exhausted today. I... I did not get enough sleep last night. I recorded the pilot episode of a uh, Ember podcast called Hot Rocks mm -hmm. that is for the spiritual successor to Firefall that I used to do a podcast for before this one, actually. Yeah. Um, so I, I got together with another one of the guys that was one of the big community members of Firefall back in the day and also did a podcast. And we recorded an episode on Twitch last night, and I didn't get to bed until after midnight. So it was it was kind of a short night's sleep for me. Right. Um, and then I thought work was going to be super easy today, and it turned out to be kind of a nightmare. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go into detail because I feel like I bitch about work too much, and it's really not that hard. It was just frustrating. You know, like nothing, nothing there is that difficult. It's just a lot of logistics and basically helping people understand really stupid shit. Imagine helping your mom and dad with tech problems all day. Well, my dad actually is more, a little bit more on the tech savvy end. So, well, I, I <laughs> yeah, mean, I like the the typical tech retarded parent. Yes. Where, so. where is the any button? <laughs> or the any? Yeah. 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 I, I, w I just want this to go to the website I want to go to. It's like, okay. well, you, you have to tell it what website that is. Well, how do I do that? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the equivalent of my day right there in a nutshell. But uh, fortunately, it rained like a motherfucker all day today mm -hmm. um, from about noon, well, one o'clock on until about an hour ago so it is thankfully so much cooler out it's like 70 degrees and only a little bit humid and it's wonderful after i got in my car earlier this week and it was 108 degrees yeah i saw that picture you posted i was like are you serious now like... and a hundred percent humidity it was after rain that it was 108 yeah it was ridiculous yeah i agree that's like, we don't usually get that hot here. Like, we get the humidity. We don't typically get much over 100 degrees. Right. Well, because you've got all the, the lake effect and moisture and shit, so yeah, it definitely doesn't make it any better for you, but, you know. Ugh. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then, uh, I know the uh, IPCPR went on this week in Vegas, so I know those guys were uh, sweating their balls off over there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure our pals from Rudy's or whatever were having a blast, though. I did see one picture they posted. Yeah, I saw a bunch of pictures. Um, it looked like they had a good time. I saw pretty much nonstop um, 
photos of announcements of new cigars and you know pictures of all the booths and all I could think about is what a nightmare it would be to like set all that crap up and tear it all down. I was like, oh god, I don't ever want to work at that. Yeah, I, I would love to attend, but yes. Oof. Um. Also, uh, one of our buddies of the show, uh, Jason from Crossfire Cigars. Uh, he actually left Crossfire about two weeks ago to go work for a marketing agency in the Louisville area. Huh. Um, and it's kind of weird timing because uh, he, there's an article actually on halfwheel.com, which is a cigar news site I prefer, uh, talking about how he was not at the uh, he was not at the Crossfire booth this year. Right. And seeing the pictures of the cigars and, like, other people talking about it. And even Half Wheels, like, it was really weird not seeing Jason there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that is real strange. You know, like, I, I'm i so used to seeing pictures of him smoking cigars and good pictures. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those strange things, you know. Yeah. You're so used to something and then it isn't the same anymore. Right. So, kind of a bummer. Like, it, it kind of, it's kind of strangely weird and sad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I understand. I mean, he, he needed to make more money and feed his family and himself, and mm-hmm. he went to greener pastures, and that is something I, I know well. And that's why I always laugh when people are like, you know, if you don't like what you're doing, go find something else to do. And it's like, eh, yeah, that's great if you're, like, single just out of college in your late 20s and, you know, have that kind of time, whereas the rest of us have to kind of do what we got to do, you know. Yeah, you know, it's it's one thing when you put yourself in a difficult situation to be happier with what you do, but it's another thing to put your family's livelihood in jeopardy over you not loving your day-to-day job. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, yeah, I love what I'm doing, but I'm not making near enough to, like, pay my mortgage and everything else, then you probably shouldn't be doing that anymore. Right. I mean, I, I would love to just record podcasts and play video games, but yeah. that's not uh, not financially viable for me in my situation, or most people, for that matter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's that's kind of one of the reasons I, I started the uh, Ember podcast when I did when they literally were just crowdfunding a forum like it's not even a game they they have one piece of like sample art done right um and the reason i did that was because i want to be in before the ground floor is built you know i want to be the first one so that when it does become big i'll be the big podcast and i'll be established Mm -hmm. and you've gotten in on the ground floor so yeah yeah because I, you know, I do want to work towards the goal of just being able to do the things I enjoy, um, you know, and that's that's something to keep in mind when you're making choices and doing things, you know, try to try to make choices that work towards your goals rather than just doing something that makes you happy for a few minutes. Yeah, that's so. But yeah, um, I don't know. It was it was kind of a boring week for me. Nothing really exciting happened, um, other than you know there's a few things related to other other topics in the show. Right. But um, the only other thing kind of that went on this week is um, 
Ashley and Titus and Sophie, the dog, went to my in-laws for the weekend. And we were going to do the show in person there in Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had stuff going on today and um, didn't really want to leave for Fort Wayne tonight. So I decided to spend the night here at home and then leave in the morning. So I was like, well, we need to record the show then. Otherwise, I'm going to be at their house for like all of three or four hours Right. Are you going to be in town at all tomorrow then? Um, I I kind of doubt it. Okay. Maybe in the evening, but I'm not sure. I was wondering, that's what I was telling Angela before we got started, is I was kind of like hoping I'd be able to finally give you that silly Dragon Ball plush <laughs> for my loot crate. It's still sitting on top of my filing cabinet, so I don't lose it, but it's like, damn it, I was hoping I'd be able to give that to him, but you know, I'll hold on to it until you never would need <laughs> Nope. Yeah, I mean, I'll get there eventually. Yeah, and we may we may see you tomorrow. I just didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to plan on spending you know the entire afternoon and evening in Fort Wayne because I'm not even going to get there until like noon or one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I would essentially get there, spend like three hours, and then drive over to see you guys, mm-hmm. which I would love to do. But it kind of defeats the purpose of me going to Fort Wayne at all because the whole reason is to see Kelly. Right. So. Um, not to interrupt, but I actually forgot because we got sidetracked when I was in the middle of talking about what I had on tap for the tonight. Oh, yeah. I, I'm smoking my usual La Finca's, um, but I also picked up a bottle of uh, Angel's Envy, so. Oh, wow. I'm rocking You're balling over there. Well, I mean, I went to Kroger, and I was looking around at the whiskeys and stuff, and it's like they had the little bottle of Buffalo Trace, and I was just looking around to see if there's anything else, and they had uh, the Angel's Envy on sale for like 44 something Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was like, shit, yeah, and I've only had it one other time at one of the cigar club meetings, because one of the members brought it, so it's like, I'd kind of like to have it again, and shit, the price is, is like $2 more expensive than the bigger bottle of Buffalo Trace that I would normally get, so... Yeah, that's a great deal. Yeah. Well, I looked at the, like, normal tag, and then they had the sale tag underneath, and the normal was, like, $62. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll that's take a awesome. $44 bottle, you know, that's normally worth 60 or whatever. Right. Yeah, take that fucking, what, like, 15% discount? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. Very cool. That's, that's good stuff, that's man. Everything. I haven't had that in years. Yeah, I've been saving 15% on everything lately, apparently. It's my time to save, I guess. There you go. <laughs> Um, so actually, now that I think about it, one other thing did happen this week and it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a buddy of mine that goes to, I met him at Twisted Kate. Uh, it's a husband and wife and, uh, he, and this is bad timing on their part. He bought a motorcycle, mm. uh, about three weeks ago, maybe, maybe a month ago, but I don't think even that. And uh, last Sunday, I think it was, he actually uh, laid the bike down driving home from Michigan City. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and his wife, who is like five months pregnant, were on the bike, which, sorry, but why are you on a motorcycle when you're that pregnant? Uh. Or at all pregnant, for that matter. Right. Like, I'm not judging, but that just seems like a poor decision to me. Right. Um, you know, a car is risky enough, in my opinion. Um, and not because of your driving, but because of other people. But in this case, he just made a mistake and hit the, uh, um, what do they call them? The 
rumble strip on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it kind of, like, threw him off balance, and, you know, they went down going about 40 miles an hour, I think. And uh, she was fortunately 100% unharmed, other than a few little scrapes here and there, like, really super lucky, um, because he actually broke his clavicle, five ribs, and his wrist. Right. Um, so, you know, just really happy that she's okay. It sucks for him, but I would much rather him get hurt than her at this point. Yeah. Um, so if somebody had to get hurt, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's it sucks. And, you know, I, I guess I just – that's kind of the reason I never wanted a motorcycle is yeah. – it takes so much concentration and effort to drive a motorcycle when it's just you and there's no other cars to worry about. Yeah, see, and it's then like, you add other people into the equation, and it's a fucking nightmare. Right, and it's like, for me, the other thing is, like, I can't even drive a, a standard transmission automobile. I can't, you know, I, I definitely couldn't handle figuring out a, a motorcycle because it works basically on the same principles. Right. So it's like, that would be beyond me. I mean, I'm sure they do make, like, automatic versions. But even then, like, I would rather have, like, the ones that I've seen that are the, the trike style. Yeah, so those where you don't seem, have to worry so much. Right, those ones seem a little bit easier to control as far as, like, not worrying about tipping over or whatever. Yeah, if you're just out for a ride, like, right. I don't understand why you wouldn't want the added stability so you can enjoy your surroundings more. Right, and then on the other hand, like, there was something I saw, I don't know what it is. It's kind of like a trike, but it's really low to the ground, and it's like a two-seater. It looks kind of like a car, but it only has, like, one rear wheel and, like, two Yeah, wheels. that's... I think that's called a uh, spider or something like that. Yeah, I saw one of those the other day when I was heading home from work or something downtown because it was over there by the stadium, and I was like, that's cool. I wouldn't mind one of those, you know. Yeah. Uh... Like, me, like me, either if I had a trike or if I had that, I would want to go back and, like, retro style them so that they look like something out of the 40s or, you know, yeah, <laughs> that... 50s, you know. The streamer that I follow, Gathalian, uh, that's that's actually his next thing. Like, they just moved into their house, so he wasn't able to buy anything fun or fancy. Right. Um, but his his toy that he has in mind is actually that three-wheeler. I think it's called the Spider. Nice. Um, it looks pretty cool. Like, I, I don't think I would want one here because it's shitty weather, you know. Yeah, I mean, it would, be, year. it would be about the same thing as, like, a normal motorcycle because it doesn't yeah. have a top for it that I, at least the one that I saw didn't. I mean, they might make a either an aftermarket add-on thing or maybe they, you know, like a, a custom option you could pay extra for. But it doesn't have a top, so it would be like a convertible you can't convert. So, yeah, so but yeah. he lives in Tampa, so it makes a little more sense. Yeah, in Tampa it wouldn't be as bad. Granted, you still have to worry about rain and stuff every once in a while, but in general, you got a lot more sunny days, nice weather, no snow, you know, or at least yeah. very, very little snow if you get any, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, like you said, you saw people in 60 degrees running around in mink coats. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it, I mean, it would drop down to like 70 degrees, and you'd see people in full fucking winter gear. Um, they they don't understand the meaning of cold there. Right. Yeah. But my thing, though, is uh, I think motorcycles are cool, but, yeah, like you said, you can't trust people around you. Right. And fuck that. So. (laughs) Right. Agreed. Because I don't (laughs) even trust people fucking driving in cars around me driving a fucking van. So I would never let Andrew get anything like that. I'm sorry. Right. 
I'm like, dude, you'd have to kill me in order for me to even allow you to get something like that. Yeah, agreed. Um, freak out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, it's getting close to hunting season. Yeah, I know you're um, excited. <laughs> I am. I am. I, I got to get out and start shooting my bow more often. I, I try to go and shoot 100 arrows um, per day as often as possible, but my schedule has not permitted that, um, especially since the place I go to shoot is, like, probably 15 minutes away, like, headed towards you guys, actually. Right. Um, so I was like, yeah, well... You know, I'll start when it's about two months away. And it's about two months away until deer season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually also really looking forward to rabbit season this year. Um, I, I really enjoy rabbit, especially as nuggets and jerky. Right. So you're going to be hunting rabbit? I will be hunting the wabbit. <laughs> um, I added it turns out in that still, but you know what I mean. It turns out that rabbit is about $15 a pound if you want to just buy the meat, by the way. It's very expensive. Right. So uh, definitely worth hunting it because you can shoot five a day, which is a lot. Um, well, just come to our neighborhood. You'll get a bunch. Yeah, I mean, I, I can sit out in my backyard. I mean, they even have a nest in our backyard that our dogs always kill the babies in. So, but no, I'll, no, I'll go out to the... Just let them loose because the rabbits around here are fucking crazy. Literally. Yeah, literally fucking and crazy. And then they just sit in your driveway and stare at you when you want to get in your fucking driveway. Mm-hmm. They don't even care about your car. Yeah, just run them over. It'll be all right. Uh, Andrew Pretenderized. Does. Andrew does. I don't run them over in my car. I ran one baby one over with my lawnmower. With a lawnmower. I didn't say with your car. I just said you run them over. I know, but one time. And it was because he was stupid enough to backtrack to where I was going, you know. Oh yeah, That's Andrew always dropped a good move. his. Well, he, I we he chopped had, his face off basically. Well, we had high grass, and you know, I was mowing the high grass, and he popped out of one part I was getting ready to mow, and then ran off. I was like, okay, cool, he's gone. And then when I went back to get the other part of the high grass, because I was doing the whole you know back and forward line thing, you know. And then all of a sudden he happened to like backtrack into that section. And the next thing I know, I heard a chunk and, you know, oh, there's a dead little rabbit. And then when we came back from shopping or whatever, there was like five of them in the lawn, like just staring at us. Like, we know what you did, you know. And I'm just like, okay, I still have a lawnmower, guys. <laughs> just saying. Oh, yeah. Fucking rabbits. Fucking rabbits. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's been kind of a boring week. I I don't know that I really have much, um, for our, our normal, pretty lengthy weekly section. Um, um, next week I have a show or two shows next week for Fringe Fest mm -hmm. on the fourth and the sixth. Nice. And I was featured, uh, in the newspaper today with my group. That's cool. We were in the weekender section for, uh, it was announcing Fringe Fest, and our uh, troop picture was put as the featured picture. That's awesome. So, 
I was like, I gotta buy the newspaper today. I was gonna say, did you go get a copy of the newspaper? I totally did. And then my mom normally doesn't get the Journal Gazette, and she decided to get one today. I was like, did you see it? Did you see it? She's like, no, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm in the newspaper. And it's finally something, you know, to be proud of, instead of my brother in there for being an idiot. Mm -hmm. So... Right. He's back in jail again. I don't know if we updated anybody. Oh, wow. No, that that is an update. Yeah, was got, it like one day? Not one day. It was one week. One week later. He yeah. was out for a week, and then he stole my mom's credit card. And hang on, hang on. I got to do it because, you know, SpongeBob, one week later. <laughs> my mom gave him her credit card to go take his son to get um, school supplies, mm-hmm. school clothes. And he never showed up. Oh, that's that's not good. He took my mom's credit card to two different liquor stores before my mom, you know, realized that he was using it to go buy alcohol, and he never intended on taking his son to go gro- uh, grocery shopping, to go school shopping. Mm-hmm. So she cut off her credit card, but he had already been caught drinking and driving and in jail by then. Wow. Huh? Wow. Yeah. So, you know, because she, of course, let him drive her truck without a license because, you know, he's a habitual drinker and driver and getting caught for it. Mm-hmm. Well, probably, probably for the best then that he's back in jail. Yeah. Sad well, to say. My mom's like, well, of course, now my truck is impounded. I was like, and you didn't realize that was going to happen because. Right. I mean, that always happens when you let him take your shit. So. Well, he's never stolen my credit card like that before. Okay, whatever. It's like, well, that makes it better. Your yeah. truck would still be impounded. Yeah, she's just an idiot. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my brother is back in jail, just in case anybody ever even wanted do we Do we know how long this time yet? No, I don't even care. My mom's <laughs> like, I'm not going to help him this time. I'm like, okay, give it time. Yeah. You've said that how many times before? Well, Every time. You know, I I agree. Like, I wouldn't help him, but I do understand, like, the mothers need to help the kid, even if they're a bad egg kind of thing. Shit, let my kids be that way, and I will help them one time. You keep being a fucking idiot after that, I'm like, you know what? You're done. Fool me once, I can't shame help on you. me. Yep. Because I grew up with my brother acting this way, and helping him only makes him do it more. I'm not even... Because she doesn't really help him. She just facilitates him. She enables him. And enables him by letting him... Like, last time, what, stayed at your mom's house, got people to drop off alcohol to him and everything else, even though he was on ad abuse and everything. It's like, yeah, obviously... And house arrest. Right. Obviously, he's not really taking any of this to some sort of heart, so what's the point? Yeah. Lost cows, you know. It's sad, but it's the truth. But I'll regret being this way one day. So, Mm. you know. Maybe. My thing is I just have a very low tolerance for people that just, you know, don't seem to really want to get help. If they really don't want to get help, fine. You know. Don't burden me with your bullshit. Right. Exactly. I mean, I've got other things that I could be putting, focusing my energies towards. Have my own bullshit. Right. Exactly. And money towards, because, yeah. Right. I mean, when he writes me a letter from jail saying, Oh, I'm so proud of you. You've done so much with your life. 
By the way, can you go on Facebook and message this girl for me? I'm not your fucking secretary. Like, <laughs> did you wow. seriously just take your time and write a fucking letter just to have me do your errands? Mm-hmm. No. So, oh. that's how my brother is. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's got anything better to do. Mm-hmm. That's the problem, though. It's like he doesn't bother to give himself anything better to do. It's you know, I, right. I, I wholeheartedly agree with those memes where it's like you know, get your kids into D and D. He won't have any money for drugs, you know. Yeah. Well, or like, interest. My yeah. brother has so many felonies on his record; he can't even get a job anymore. Right. And if he does, it's going to be some weird, shady, under the table kind of shit, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. That sucks. Mm-hmm. But it really does. Um, I mean, it's it's largely on him, but it still sucks. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, that's that's my family though. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Um. So, did you guys uh, did you watch anything on the television? Nope. No, not really. About the only thing I ended up watching was because after. Uh, San Diego Comic Con. One of the other things that happened was they're making a uh, a Blair Witch Project sequel, and that kind of got my brain going on a nostalgia trip for that film. So I kind of like I dug out my my actual CD. I know this is for for the young kids out there. CDs are what we listen to music on in the nineties. <laughs> but uh, I, I dug out my my original CD of the the soundtrack for the original film. And the sequel, even though the second one was kind of fucked up, but yeah. I didn't realize they had soundtracks. I thought it was all just like, uh, well, maybe it is. Is it just like... It's the tape of what... Ambient sound? Well, with with the first movie, there was no real music in the film except for one, like, piece that is kind of like an ambient, like, industrial track without the heavy guitars. It's just kind of like a lot of, like, ambient noise. Yeah. And then there's... uh, but basically, the idea for the first one was it was supposed to be the like a version of the tape that was found in one of the missing guy's car. So it was like his mixtape that he made for for going on that you know you know project or whatever for going on that adventure, so to speak. So oh, okay, yeah. So they basically just compiled it, and it was cool because you could take that disc and put it in your computer, and there was like a like some extra footage that you wouldn't have seen in theaters, you know. So that was kind of cool. It's like an extra little layer of, you know, adding realism to it. Because as I've mentioned on this show before, I'm a big fan of immersive entertainment, and that thing's probably one of the better executed versions of that long before YouTube and Facebook and MySpace and all that bullshit, you know. Yeah. But uh, I just kind of went on a nostalgia trip. And then I remembered they had a fake documentary thing that was presented kind of like one of those... It's kind of like a blend of, like, In Search Of and, like, Forensic Files kind of deal, where they had, like, you know, they interviewed, like, the, you know, curator of the Historical Society there, and uh, one of the guy's brothers, the one guy's girlfriend, you know, and stuff like that, and they just presented it like a very straightforward, you know, this shit really happened kind of way, even though they aired it on the Sci-Fi Channel back in the good old days of Sci-Fi Channel where it was kind of like, on one hand, you're sitting there going, okay, why is this on here and not on, like, A&E or something, you know? But I ended up finding somebody posted it on... I looked on YouTube, but, like, the, the somebody put a copyright injunction or whatever on it, so I was like, fuck. So I ended up finding it on Vimeo. Somebody posted it on there, and I've been kind of, like, watching it 
two or three times this week just because I haven't seen it in years. I'm sure if I go to my dad's house, I actually have the recording on VHS that I made from when it was originally on television. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like one of the airings of it. Yeah, I got really into that film. So it's, it's probably one of my favorite horror films of all time. Because, um, like, even if you're not a horror fan, like you yourself, Dan, like, I know you're not a, you know paranormal believer and things like that you know but on the other hand like you've been in the woods you know that shit sometimes gets a little weird at night you know and being lost doesn't help anything either if you're like stuck in the middle of the woods especially yeah. especially if you don't have a lot of like you like you've had like hunting so you've had like training to deal with that kind of stuff whereas you know average joe or whatever goes to you know Urban out, well, not Urban Outfitters, but like uh, Gander Mountain or something, and picks up kind of like the basic kit or whatever, and then goes out, only expecting to be there for like you know two or three days, ends up being there for like two or three weeks, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not afraid of ghosts in the woods or, you know, monsters. Like as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I'm the scariest thing on two legs in the woods, aside from other hunters. Right or people, but you know, wolves and bears and Coyotes the cold is the you know the cold really, and the elements are the things that should scare you. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like I I went to like day camp and stuff, and one of the things we had to do for that was uh, to go into the the counselor training program, which was like the highest thing you could do there. Um, basically, like you, everybody got to take a turn leading their group back from the campsite to the main like Frankie Park area and everybody got blindfolded when they did it. I mean granted there were counselors there to make sure you didn't wander off trail or anything but I mean still you're blindfolded. It might as well be nighttime. You obviously don't have a map and even if you did you couldn't look at it anyway because you got a blindfold on. So I, I, in a way I kind of like have that sort of experience to know like yeah even if you're not afraid of ghosts and witches and urban legend shit you know like that i mean you're in the fucking woods with no clue as to where you are or where you're going it's that that alone in, in itself is kind of scary enough as it is you know yeah i yes. mean it's uh you know i i have spent three or four i think it was four days in the woods with no uh no supplies other than a military mummy sleeping bag right a tarp and a bag of granola um and it's not fun right like the whole sleeping thing is not a good time and you're kind of damp and cold and not super comfortable the whole time you're out there right um, and if you and that's that's only for 4 days and you know exactly where you are and you know I knew what I was doing but to be out there for two weeks with no, you know, no previous experience, no knowledge or training, that that's rough. That's not something you want to do. Right. And that was the thing that was brilliant about that film when they made it was basically they got the actors together. They gave them kind of a loose overview as to what they were doing. And they basically sent them out into the woods, although they would leave like a milk crate with a GPS unit. And this is back in 1999. This is like before Google Maps and shit. So this is an old school GPS unit and like, uh, you know, a pamphlet or whatever, like saying what they were going to be like kind of like going for that day, like to help them sort of ad lib everything. So, you know, in a sense, it's like they were kind of really experiencing the fear and the dread because the crew would also come in and fuck with them at night and shit, too. You know, but they did it in a way where, like, you, you didn't see somebody standing in the background or anything like that. You know, they did it subtly enough to where 
you know, you, you're out there, you got no clue where you're at, and it's just enough to give you that edge of being like, this is fucked up, you know? So, but I mean, I love that flick. It's probably one of my favorites. I like the fact they're doing another sequel to it. The second one got kind of fucked up by producers and shit in the behind the scenes, so it didn't quite do what they were hoping to do with it. Um, I did go see that one in theaters. It was okay, but it's one of those ones like you kind of, to a certain extent, you instantly forget it until some someone or something mentions it again. Um, and I honestly haven't seen it since it was in theater, so you know that tells you anything as far as the two movies, like what they mean to me, you know. But this one, like they're kind of going like a sort of like blend between the two, where it's like a normal movie, at, you know, with an omniscient camera, and then they're also going to have like you know the actual characters, you know, filming their own stuff as well. Um, the only thing I'm a little disappointed in is the fact that it's I mean I love the fact that they started off by coming up with the movie called The Woods and that was the big thing and then at San Diego Comic Con when they had the screening and the trailer screening for it you know all of a sudden it was revealed that it's actually a Blair Witch sequel so that was kind of cool that they did that as like a secret you know thing but then on the other hand I don't like the fact that they went with sort of a, a very cliched route with the plot where it's the one girl uh, it's like the brother of the girl that went missing, you know, in 1994, which, okay, my problem with that is 1994-2016, you would have been probably, what, maybe six, you know, depending upon when you were born at the time, so, like, you don't really have an emotional connection to your sister, so I can kind of understand why you'd want to go looking for her, but it's also been, how many years, like 17, 18, 20 years now? So it's like that seems kind of hackneyed to me. Like I would have liked them to do something more along the lines of like somebody had seen the original film, you know, and like still going with the idea that it was real, you know, like, you know, I mean, we know that it's real, but like, you know, the movie itself, as far as the in movie world, it's real. It's like it would be cool to have somebody that just watched the movie and got like really invested in the whole like searching for the Blair Witch and everything and finally got the, you know, whatever. Yeah, kind of like going, you know, go fucking squatching and you actually find Bigfoot and exactly. it's not a good time. Exactly. Like for some reason he just like watched the movie enough times and maybe had kind of like a some sort of like sorry pity feeling or whatever for the for the people and just like got so wrapped up in the mystery that he eventually finally went out there to go look for himself and you know shit starts happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I mean that would have been a little bit more interesting of a plot to me but I mean from what I can tell in the trailer and everything it looks really cool and I mean, to me, it seems like they're going more in the right direction than what they did with the with like the second sequel. And I'm hoping the way that it's shown this one, I think they're completely ignoring that one, which I think is honestly for the best anyway. So, but yeah, enough of my uh, enough of my rose tinted glasses. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, you know, it's it's always nice when you get to go back and enjoy something again that you enjoyed a long time ago. Yeah, because, I mean... find out you still enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the movie still holds up even to this day. I mean, granted, you know, now with technology, you couldn't do that film the way that they did it now. Like, it wouldn't work. And, you know, the internet would just tear it apart in two seconds, and it it wouldn't have held up. But, like, one of the things that I thought was funny is I saw a reviewer was talking about it, and they were saying, like, the one other thing that was kind of hard to work for the suspension of disbelief is people lining up at their local multiplex to go see this movie. <clears throat> and I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I could see that maybe in, like, larger cities like New York or something. But here, 
I kept looking in the local listings for movie theaters to check this thing out, and I never found anybody showing it, although I did find out from one of the guys that I worked with. He used to work at the Holiday Movie Theater, and he told me they actually had like a midnight screening for employees, and I'm guessing they were showing it way beyond that, but I never saw the listings for it for them. Uh, the only place I saw it was the Cinema Center, which here locally is uh, like an indie, like independent art house you know, film place. Like, if you want to go see something that's like, you know, if you want to see like French independent movies and stuff, like, that's the place you'd go here in town. So, to me, I think that lent a little more to my suspension of disbelief is the fact that they're showing it at like this indie, you know, independent film place, you know. Right. It's almost like going into the back room of a speakeasy to watch a snuff film, you know, even though it's not quite that brutal or anything. There really is very little gore in the film, too, which I think lends itself better. Because it's not like a Friday the Thirteenth kind of thing, you know. Right. I don't know. I, I I just you know, like I said, I've been kind of on a nostalgia trip for that movie this week. And that's about all I've really watched. Other than that, I mean, I've been, you know, doing my usual thing with the girls and all that stuff. So been busy. Nice. Been busy, and then work was work. You know. Well, we went to that wake too. Yes, we did go to. Well, didn't we? Did we talk about that last recording or no? No, we were talking about going to it, right? Yeah, we we did go for, to the wake for Peter. Um, it was they actually rented out a house downtown, like a huge old school house, which is awesome because I love that house. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome to get to look inside of it. But apparently, it's a house that they actually just rent out for events such as that. Um, but there was a ton, a ton of people. And I mean, I know some of them were probably more like his mom's friends and stuff, but I mean, there was family, there was his friends, there was, you know, his mother's friends. Like, there was a ton of people there to the point when I got there with my crock pot full of my spaghetti, like, I couldn't find a place to put it for a while. My arms were getting tired of the damn thing, just getting it to the kitchen to plug it in. Then eventually somebody moved it out onto the table with the rest of the food, whoever that was, thanks. But, you know, I'm just like, oh, man, there's tons of people here, but I did finally get to talk to some of his friends and apparently there were there were stories of me and you know our old Walmart crew and everything going around because they're like hey were you part of that brute squad thing like yeah that was me I was the plus one because everybody else was like six foot and 240 and I was like 130 you know (laughs) but I also carried all their equipment too so for some reason I was the pack mule I don't know why (laughs) but yeah but I got to you know see all those people and it was kind of nice um, I did get to find out the backstory as to what actually happened and everything too. So that was, on one hand, kind of nice, but it's one of those things of like you now you know, but it really doesn't actually. It's it gives you closure, but not completely. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it did turn out to actually be a suicide. So, and it's one of those suicides where there's not a note or any explanation really. It's just kind of like cryptic shit, and then it happened, and it's like okay, you yeah. know. That. Still sucks. Yeah, it really does, and you know, but it was still cool to meet a bunch of their friends, and you know, I'm friends with them on Facebook and stuff now, so I still get to kind of have that connection. Um, they did have a nice little like card with a picture on it and a, a poem sort of thing written about him that was cool that I got to keep. Um, and they also had uh, a disc full of his artwork, which he was a huge DC fanboy too so he I mean he liked comics in general but he really loved DC and Vertigo and stuff like that so he's got a lot of pictures like our kids were happy with it because there was tons of like Wonder Woman pictures and Batman and stuff that he drew 
Yeah. So I've got a whole disc of that, which I will be uploading to my personal Facebook as an album, just to share for those that may be curious or want to see what that what his artwork was like. But yeah. there's a whole disc full of that I need to get uploaded. But we did do that. Um, we did go see Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, how was that? <laughs> totally forgot to talk about that, huh? Yeah. Um, I uh, I actually thought it was a good movie. Like it's. Like, everybody's like, oh, it's not the original, blah, blah. Yeah, of course it's not the original, but... You can still go watch that if you want to. Yes. It, it didn't disappear. Yeah, I mean, it's not the 80s anymore. Right. Yeah, and it's never going to be better than the original, no. but it was a good tribute to the original. Like, um, There were plenty of cameos and yes. plenty of Easter eggs. There was even a bust of... The one of Spangler, yeah, yeah. In the, the one of the university hallways that you only yeah. see for a minute, and it's like I almost missed it for a second. I was like, "Oh, there it is!" You know yeah, I mean? but I mean, all of the characters were awesome mm-hmm. in it. Like, um, they made a in the trailer with the black Ghostbuster mm-hmm. there, where she's like, "I don't know if it's a race thing or what, but I'm pissed," you mm-hmm. know. And it made it look like it was because a ghost had attacked her, and that wasn't even why. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to say why she said it, but it totally made it was It, it was somewhat out of context, and it didn't yeah. quite make sense until you saw the whole yeah. scene Until you out. saw yeah. the actual movie, that actually seemed like a very cliche, stupid line for her. But in the movie, it fits. Right. And that's the one thing that I think... Yeah, I mean, the whole movie in general, like, it's not the best movie ever made or anything no, like that. No, but it's a cute movie. It's, it's cute. great for kids. It's cute. It's entertaining. Like I, like I said before, and honestly, I think I've been validated now after having seen it, is that Kate McKinnon was the, was the Johnny Depp of this film. She was the character that kind of stole the show from everybody else to a degree um, with her quirky sort of portrayal of, like, the awesome engineer chick. Um, you know, and I mean, I, but I thought all the girls did a good job. Um, Chris Hemsworth is fucking hilarious. Like, he needs to do more comedies. Like, I know yes. he's Thor and all, but he needs to do some more comedies. Like, he's good with that. He played the dumb blonde role perfectly. Right, exactly. And fucking ruled it. Like, he was hilarious through the whole thing. And everybody's like, why has he got to be stupid? Why, you know, like, basically he's like reverse chauvinism basically right he, he is the dumb blonde role only instead of it being a dumb blonde chick it's a dumb blonde dude which you don't see very often and it was the best right you know. the best thing ever well and that says a lot about his acting ability too mm-hmm. yeah he can he can do comedy I mean this movie like proves that if nothing else but I mean in general like he was great the, the cast itself was great my only like nitpicky thing for me personally and I hate to do it because it does kind of compare back to the original, but the problem I had was the interactions that they had with the mayor, the mayor's assistant, and uh, yeah, the, that the feds. Yeah, done very well. Yeah, with all. the federal government, like, to me, like, in the original film, there was a lot more, like, I don't know, weight or gravitas or whatever behind it. Like, you knew Peck was there to find out what they were doing and that he didn't necessarily like or believe what they were doing. And, you know, when he said, I'm going to come back with a court order, you know, and I'm going to, you know, if you're not going to let me look at it, I'm going to come back with cops and look at it myself. You know, there was weight to that interaction, and he really felt like, you know, a bad guy or, or you know, a thorn in the Ghostbusters' side. In this one, the two federal agents seem more like kind of like idiot buffoons 
that should have been sitting behind a desk somewhere, not like actually going and interacting with people, you yeah. know. And like, and the and the mayor himself, I mean, he was more just. I feel bad because it's Andy Garcia, and Andy Garcia is a good actor, but like he just like literally to me, it seemed kind of like he was phoning it in as a paycheck. He did have some funny interactions. But yeah, it, they but were very, were, like, one-liner quick, and they really weren't that punchy. You could have taken that whole part out, and right. it still wouldn't have, like, messed with the movie. Right. And, I mean, you know, and the, and the thing is, like, as soon as everything starts going down, you know, the feds and the mayor seem completely irrelevant. Whereas, in the original film, that was handled much better, where shit goes down, the Ghostbusters are arrested, Peck wants to get them thrown in prison, doesn't believe any of the bullshit that's going on, even though they're talking about walls bleeding and other shit going on. You know, and the mayor's just like, look, I don't know what to do, the only thing I know is you guys seem to know what's going on and this guy just seems to be kind of a dick. So, I'm gonna let you guys do this, but if you're wrong, (laughs) you guys will be looking at a lengthy jail sentence. And again, that all adds weight and gravity and seems more like a genuine, real interaction with government employees like even though the mayor is local government it's still government you know and you're an independent business you know i mean they could you know freeze your assets they could you know totally shut you down if they really didn't like you so like i didn't feel that they they figured pretty much like oh they're just a joke haha whatever they do they still let them deal with problems but then they turn around in the media and spin it the other way where it's like oh it's just bullshit you know these Ghostbusters yeah. showed up again. And it's like, on one hand, I get that, but it seems lazy. Like, they really right. didn't put any emphasis on, you know, the feds or the mayor or the assistant being any sort of credible threat. Which, on one hand, I get it. You have a credible ghost threat, but, like, it would be nice to have the threat from both angles, like in the original film, because you had the actual ghost threat and you had the government and Peck and all that stuff coming down on them at the same time. So they were being besieged all over, and it's like the fact that at the end... That makes the part at the end of the original film great is because they conquered everything, you know, which granted when Ghostbusters 2 came out, they kind of threw that all under the rug. But in general, it was cool because once you got to the end of that first movie, it's like, yes, they defeated the ghost. Peck is pretty much discredited and made into a joke at the end, which is where he should be made a joke of. And then they move forward, you know, but that's that's my only like. Like, like, if I was, like, that's the one main major complaint that I had with the film. Other than that, it was funny. The jokes were funny. I mean, yeah, some of the some of the more juvenile, like, fart jokes and stuff kind of were annoying. I didn't really need those, but I get it. I get why they're there. Modern times, you know, whatever. But still. And kids watching it. Yeah, and ki- yeah, like, the, my girls thought some of the jokes like that were funny, but they're, you know, they're four and six. I mean, this is kind of, like, geared more towards them. Well, so. it's, it's nice to have a little bit of something for everybody, too, right. and not be a Pixar movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Samantha thought that the movie was better than the original, but, you know, that's She's Samantha. a kid, yeah, and she's seen um, both of them, so, I mean, yeah. and for her, I think also for her, it's obviously going to be better because she's a girl, there's girls, there is a black girl, and, you know, not, I mean, I'm not knocking, you know, Ernie Hudson's performance, but, I mean, the reason why his role kind of got totally you know shredded in the in the movies was because originally they wanted eddie murphy and they couldn't get eddie murphy so they kind of threw him in kind of like last minute shoehorned him in and they didn't really give him anything to do whereas at least in this one you know leslie jones as you know patty or whatever actually gets something to do and though she's not a scientist she's like look i read books about the history of new york i know all kinds she's she's a historian without a degree you know she's an armchair historian and Honestly, 
they need somebody like that. Like, oh, hey, you know, there used to be an asylum built over these subway tracks. That's why there's a ghost standing there that looks like he got electrocuted, you know. I mean, mm. at least it, she can give context and say, hey, there's this that went on and this that went on. Because that's one of the things that I always liked about the whole, like, ghost hunting and ghost stories things is that most of them have that element of history behind them. Even if you don't believe that there's a ghost, you know, the house that the ghost haunts or whatever has been around for a 100 years and went through these many different families and shit happened to these families. You know, it's there's a history to it. And if nothing else, like, that always fascinated me. So... I like the fact that they were playing on that angle, too. But in general, it was a funny movie. I mean, I think if you and Ashley went to go see it, you guys would have a good time with it, you know, as long as you're not expecting it to be like the Ben-Hur of Ghostbusters movies, you know, and even though they're remaking that, which I don't fucking know why. But, you know, other than just, you know, money. <laughs> but yeah. um, but uh, after the movie, we, we, of course, went dressed up in mm. Ghostbuster gear, of course, right. like, like we do. Um, Samantha was in her Ghostbuster suit. Andrew was in his Ghostbuster suit. Um, and then me and uh, Wednesday had Ghostbuster shirts on because Wednesday doesn't have a suit, so it was going to be. And mine was falling apart anyway, so it's just going to be like you know, they're the two Ghostbusters, and we're like you know the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. groupies basically. But um, we all took pictures before we went into the movie because. They didn't have the Ghostbuster sign, like, uh, stand-up sign thing like they do with all the other movies, like, lining the hallways and stuff. Which I do kind of understand on one hand why they did that. One, because where they placed it in this theater is kind of a dead space anyway. But on top of that, with all the, like, you know, fan-trolling bullshit, somebody was going to come along and tear it up and fuck it up, you know. So I get why they did it, even though it kind of sucks for photo opportunities. They put it up on top of the area beside the concession stand, so right. it was like way up in the ceiling raft. We weren't going to get there without a scissor lift. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we just took it in front of the uh, Secret Life of Pets like thing because they like they wanted to see that movie too, but um, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. But uh, so we just took a picture in front of that. But then when we got out. Uh, one of the people that worked there came up to us, and she was like, you used to work here, didn't you? And yeah. Andrew's like, yeah. A long, long time ago before it was Carmike, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, somebody told me that you were going to be here dressed up. And she was I have a poster for you. Oh, and wow. he was like, uh, um, okay. okay. <laughs> and I looked at Andrew, I was like, did you tell somebody? He goes, no. I don't know why. She thought, like, she knew I was going to be here. Yeah, it was kind of weird, but I was like, I'm going to go with it because yeah. I get a free poster and shit and out of it. And he was like, so. but we're not going to say anything. Nope. And I was like, I'm not saying shit. <laughs> um, so she actually came out with the poster and a little Funko Pop uh, keychain mm-hmm. of uh, the marshmallow guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes, it was pretty cool. So we were just like, cool. And then they're like, can we take a picture of you guys for the Facebook page? So... They took our picture, and mm-hmm. then the guy was like, I don't know where our signage is for Ghostbusters, so we, I guess we don't take a picture in front of it. I go, yeah, we know where it's at. It's up there. And yeah. he goes, oh. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so um, we took a picture for the Facebook page, which I should actually look that up. I'm looking it up right now. I don't see it up here, so I don't think he uploaded it yet, but 
I'll, I might message him and be like, hey, put my picture up, dick. You know? Fuck, man. <laughs> but yeah, so that was pretty cool. Even though I mean, we, granted, we went a week later than the opening, but it's like I didn't really have a choice because I didn't want to go see it without the entire family. So, yeah, because we're Ghostbusters fans, you know. So it's like I, I wouldn't have felt right about going to see it without the girls. So I want and she and Samantha was with her dad the uh, the previous week. So it's like, well, I'll wait till she gets back. And everybody's like, you're going to wait a week, and I'm like, yeah, because you know, family. <laughs> right. That kind of trumps anything else, you know. Yeah. But yeah, because you don't spend any time with with Samantha. Oh know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so glad I was at work for this inter- inter- interaction. So but, okay, yeah. Let let her explain. Quick explain funny it, story. Yeah. Um, I go. Uh, I had practice on Wednesday, and I go to pick up the girls after practice because after, I had practice right after work. Samantha went with her dad. So practice gets over, and I pick Samantha up, and I go to pick Wednesday up at the babysitter's. Babysitter has people over there um, that I was like, oh, these must be her friends or whatever. Um, But I'm waiting on her to get, and Samantha's in the car, and I'm waiting on her to get Wednesday out of the house. Getting Um, shoes on and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm standing there, and and this guy and his wife are, like, talking to me or whatever, and they're asking me, you know, how I came up with the name of Wednesday and all that shit, so it's, you know, both my girls are named after classic characters, blah, blah, blah. So, Wednesday comes out, and the guy is like, can I talk to you for a minute? And I'm like, okay, I don't know who you are. And he's like, well, it's about Samantha. And I'm like... What okay. about her? Okay. And he was like, well, come over here. And my babysitter lives in Trailer Park. And so he takes me over, because she's like the second trailer from the corner of mm-hmm. this street. And he takes me over there, and he's like, so I wanted to talk to you, because I spent some time with Samantha this this afternoon, and she really clung to me. And I don't feel like she has enough strong male role models in her life. And your husband really needs to spend more time with her. And I'm that's, just that's like... That's pretty presumptuous. I know. And I'm like... Well, I have never met this person yeah, either. Yeah, we like so. never talked to these people before. Like, right. I've never seen this guy before. Never talked to him. And he's spending time with my daughter, you know, at my babysitter's house. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? But I'm like, okay, respect my elders... And he goes on, and he's like, you know, I know she's got Asperger's and stuff, but I'm a pastor, and do you guys go to church? And I was like, no, we don't go to church. I was like, we grew up in a Catholic household, though. We believe in God. She goes to church with her grandparents. Everything as well. And I was like, Well, that's, yeah, oversimplification, but yes. But I'm just like yeah, just going trying to through. get her, you're yeah. trying to go get away. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like you know, and Andrew spends most of the day with her before she even comes over here, and he plays with them, and they play video games together. Andrew spends a lot of time with her, mm-hmm. so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but if you want, 
to like understand about male role models, her dad just sends her to his parents' house when she goes over there. So she doesn't even spend time with him. He's like, oh, well, maybe that's it. I'm like, yeah, that's what's going on. Then he starts talking about non-denominational churches, and he can like point me in the direction of that because we should all go to church together and build a strong godly presence in our family and her Asperger's will just fade away if I just pray hard enough hmm. and I'm like, all it takes? this motherfucker I'm like dude I've been praying for six years so uh, so uh, w- w- which medical school did you go to? Yeah. I, I just want to know I'm I mean, just like okay well you know it's really late I gotta go and then right. he's like oh well when she gets into her fits you should put on some classic rock uh, Christian music, because that'll calm her right down. I'm like, yes, dude, it pissed me right the fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just like, dude, I don't know what the fuck your issue is, but you don't know me. Mm-hmm. So, I, I like that's my purse. I don't know you. Yeah, <laughs> I get in the van and like we said bye to the babysitter, and I got home. I made a huge post about it on Facebook because I'm just like fucking like upset as hell about this because I'm still at work so she can't talk to me about it. For one, we try as hard as we can with Samantha and we've been praying our asses off for six fucking years and that shit ain't going away. Right. And (laughs) for two, Andrew waits a whole week to go see Ghostbusters because he knows Samantha wants to fucking see that movie. But he doesn't spend any time with her. Right. So, like... We spend, like, 90% of our time on Samantha when she's here, Mm -hmm. and then Wednesday gets, like, the rest. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like this motherfucker. So we talked about it when he got home, and Andrew goes off. Mm -hmm. And then, like, (laughs) I talked to the babysitter afterwards, and she's like, she's like, I didn't even know what he was saying to you. Yeah, she ended up talking to me, too, before I left the other day. She's like, he's friends with my husband. I was questioning him when you guys left because I didn't know what the fuck he was wanting to talk to you about. And he wouldn't tell her, which again yeah. is kind of like, dude, I don't want you around my child because you seem kind of like you got some weird ass ulterior motives that I don't want you to have any part of with my daughter. So Yeah, so she's just like, I will make sure he doesn't come around your your kids anymore. I don't even want him coming around because if he's going to try and fucking talk to all my kids' parents about shit, right. I don't even want him around. Exactly. She's like, I don't even like him. Yeah, <laughs> she basically like, told me the same thing, and I was like, you know, I'm, she he, she was like, you know, he's just an old man, and I was like, yeah, he probably has nothing better to do. He's just a busybody. I get it, but on the other hand, it's like... Don't fucking stick yeah. your nose in where you think it doesn't... Where you think it belongs. Yeah. 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 No, I just... Yeah, people it, are like, I can't believe you didn't fuck him up. I'm like, dude, I was first of all, we to have enough my elders. Yeah, for and first of all, we have enough problems with finding sitters and keeping them for any duration of time. And honestly, this sitter has been like one the most affordable and the most reasonable with everything that we've had. Like we just like we just discussed how we were having her pick up our kids from school because we can't go do it. So, you know, I mean, and she's willing to do that. Granted, we got to pay her a little extra, but shit, she's willing to do it. Okay. I mean, I don't know too many other babysitters that would go out of their way to do that. So, I mean, if anything, like, I'm more on her side, so. Right. Yeah, but, like, I texted her. I actually texted her before work. Like, I I went to the gym, and I was thinking about the whole time I was at the gym, because it totally fucking ruined my workout, and I was like, I'm going to text her. 
and tell her that it did bother me mm-hmm. and I don't want him around my kids anymore. And she called me like as soon as I texted her. <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Right. I questioned him when he when y'all left about what he said and he wouldn't even tell me. Right. And she's just like, I am so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I I get it from her point of view because again, like she was busy doing other stuff, so she really was not privy to anything beforehand. So I I get it from her point of view, and again, it's like, dude, you're fucking with my income here. Like these people could have got really fucking offended and just said fuck you, and like I, you know, I there there goes one of my you know one of my gigs. Thanks, dickhead. You know. Yeah, Yeah, because she's told us, like, a lot that she wanted to do a bunch of shit this summer, but they're so broke that she needs to fucking babysit, you know, on the weekends and during the week just to, you know, pay their lot rent and shit, so. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like, as far as I'm concerned, like, I'm more power to her, man. I'm on her side no matter what, so. Yeah, but. She's been very reasonable and very accommodating and stuff, so, I mean, like, we've got, well, We've gotten out of, like, your dances or your burlesque things or whatnot at, like, what, 2 a.m. and shit, and she was still like, oh, it's cool, you know, they're sleeping in the bed over here, just go ahead and get them, you know, we'll get your shoes, you know, here's their stuff, you know. No they're big- all passed out on their chairs. Right, yeah, <laughs> but, but it's, like, no big deal, it's not like, you know, they're pissed off because we were out a little later than we had planned or whatever, so, I mean... Yeah, but that was just yeah, kind of like the highlight of my, the end of, of my week, where it's just like, now i got to deal with this bullshit. Okay, you know. Yeah, but for 15 bucks per kid per day, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not a terrible thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and you got to have a little bit of give on both sides. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, we're more than willing to work with her on stuff, too. Like, if she actually, like, so far she's never said no to anything, but, like, if she ever said, well, I can't watch them this weekend because this is going on, fine, cool. We'll you find know, something else. We'll, yeah, but. we'll figure something else out. That's cool. But we at least, you know, ask her and say, hey, like I was talking to Angela. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do it, but we'll see what happens. But I was talking to her about dropping off our kids a little bit earlier so we could go see like a matinee of Suicide Squad. Yeah. And, you know, because it's also the same day that she's doing one of her burlesque shows that weekend. So I was like, well, we could go to that before we go to the burlesque thing, you know, and see that movie. And it's like, it'd be cool to be able to do it, drop the kids off, go do that. And so I was like, well, can we drop them off a little bit earlier, you know? And she's like, oh, that's no problem. That's cool, you know? Like, all right, cool. You know, I mean, like, and I even told her, I was like, you know, if you're not cool with anything, you know, even at, like all the way back at the beginning, like if you ever like don't want to do it or whatever, you're welcome to say no. I mean, we'll figure something else out. It's not a big deal. I mean, you've been pretty accommodating so far, so we'll work both, you know, we'll work both, both angles, you know. Right. Hey, cool. Getting out of weird shit. Yeah, pretty much that's about all we did, I think, entertainment wise. So, I finally got around to watching Batman vs. Superman. Alright, what did you think? Here comes another lengthy debate, probably. (laughs) I mean, it was okay, I guess. Like, it wasn't awful and unwatchable or anything, but I just didn't think it was a particularly good movie. I didn't either. Yeah. Like, you know, I I wasn't super pissed off and, like, I wouldn't have walked out of the theater like a bunch of people talk about, but... You know, I, I don't see myself watching it. 
Now, did you watch the uh, again ever really? Did you watch the uh, un- like the what do you call? It? Yeah, we watched the director's cut or whatever you want to call it. Okay, see, we haven't even seen that version yet. I've seen like clips of it here do and there, have but. To. And huh? I've, I've heard <laughs> I'll that watch it's... it. I don't care, but I, I still want to watch it because there's more footage that I think. I mean, makes I've, a little I've more heard sense. that the additional footage makes it make more sense. Yeah, and there were a few scenes that I had heard people talk about right. that I kind of knew or at least I felt like I was able to guess were the ones that they had added back in. Um, And I think it would be a really awful movie without those scenes because nothing would have made any sense. And that's the thing about the theatrical cut is like stuff made sense, but you kind of had to work a little bit of overtime to think about it, which I don't think necessarily worked for most movie going audiences, especially for a comic book film. Because, you know, we've been spoiled with all the Marvel flicks where, you know, they do get into some deep territory and stuff here and there. Like Civil War obviously kind of got into a little bit of that. But on the other hand, I mean, I don't necessarily want a movie that's dumbed down either. So I like the fact that they were taking risks. I like the fact that, uh, uh, was it Jesse Eisenberg decided to play Lex Luthor the way he did because he didn't want to be a copy of Gene Hackman or, you know, any of the other various animated and TV show versions of Lex Luthor that we've seen over the years. And I like the fact that he went with a a more weird, strange sort of interpretation. And, you know, as an actor, like I've said it before, I think when we reviewed the film when we initially watched it, um, you know, I, I like that idea that he's like, you know what? I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do. You know, it's like I'm going to do something a little bit different, a little bit off kilter, a little more, you know, a, a little more of what you don't expect. So, and I like that, even though, yeah, it's a little jarring, it's a little weird, it's kind of really creepy at certain spots. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, creepy. But again, like it's something we haven't seen. But then again, Lex Luthor in the comics has made a big change over the last few years, anyway, because originally he started out as just a normal mad scientist. And then all of a sudden in the 80s, because corporate greed was going crazy and, you know, they decided let's make Lex Luthor a mad scientist and a corporate CEO douchebag, you know, at the same time. So they made him more of an intelligent area diet guy. And I still get the intelligence out of Jesse Eisenberg's version, but he's also a little unhinged. And granted, yeah, you, they just kind of, they kind of use his money um, as a... A backstory, almost like the way they portrayed Bruce Wayne's parents dying, where it's like, well, yeah, he's a super genius, and you know, he just kind of made his money through his genius, and it's just kind of there, like you know, when his parents had money, um, you know, and it, it's not really a, a main part of his character. The main part of his character is that he's kind of a psycho, right? And that's that's the thing about the theatrical cut is they didn't really dive into why he got to that point. Like he just like started off right off the bat being weird and unhinged and creepy instead of like them giving somewhat of a reason for it. I know they didn't really go into it even in the extended edition too much, but they gave you enough to where it's like, okay, now I kind of understand. And to me, watching the theatrical cut, I kind of did that mental work out in my head because I was like, well, he just, you know, I mean, granted, he's got Superman's ship. He finally unlocks it to the point where it basically tells him the secrets of the universe. And he also makes contact with, you know, weird extraterrestrial beings from other worlds. 
you know, I mean, no matter how intelligent you are, that's probably going to fuck your mind up a little bit, you know. So I, I kind of understand why he was the way he was, but I again, it's one of those things of I had to actually do the mental workout and thinking about it instead of just letting the movie tell me, you know, which... I don't mind that to a certain extent, but on the other hand, I hate it when movies are dumbed down to that point where it's just a bunch of exposition just to tell me what I'm supposed to already have figured out, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It wasn't. It was just not the best movie, and it, I would go as far as to say it. It was not the, uh, not a great movie. It was kind of no. bad. No, it's it's not a great um, movie. It is kind of bad just because I think it misses the mark with certain things. Um, I mean, I personally thought Ben Affleck was pretty pretty good at balancing the whole Bruce Wayne Batman role. Yeah, I wish they had done more with the whole beginning of the movie with Batman kind of getting pissed at Superman and kind of done a little more with that. Yeah, yeah. And not just kind of went from zero to 60 on that in, you know, about three minutes. Yeah, and that's my whole thing in general. It's like I get the idea that, like, on one hand you want to cram in as much you know, exposition and, you know, you know, obviously the fan service Easter eggs and whatnot for all the stuff you're trying to set up. But there is an old saying about less is more. So like, I think if you had excised some of the other shit that you didn't necessarily need, like, I think the whole thing with like them, like with the whole justice league thing and him figuring out who wonder woman was while not really figuring it out totally, he's like, okay, I know that there's some shit going on with you, you know. I, I like that fact, that they went that route with explaining that sort of thing instead of just, you know, shoehorning it in even more so where all of a sudden at the end of the movie she just shows up in her Wonder Woman gear. Like, I at least like the fact that Batman figured that out, which, you know, Batman is quoted quoted as being the world's greatest detective. At least they kind of made him do some sort of detective work. You know, instead yeah. of... Well, and I, I thought Wonder Woman was kind of the highlight of that movie. Yeah, and I think she's the um, breakout person in that flick because she's somebody we haven't seen on the big screen before. I mean, they've done a TV show in the late 70s, and, you know, obviously there's been the many various animated incarnations, but I think she's doing a pretty good job. Granted, to me, the physique that she has isn't quite what I imagine, but I mean, her performance in general just kind of like makes you forget about that. You know what I mean? Like to me, yeah, like to me, she, the idea she was fine. Yeah, to me in my to me in in my head or whatever, it's like you know if she's an Amazon. She should look more like you know some of the more built like feet like Ronda Rousey kind of like physique. But yeah, other, I mean, she should she should be muscular and have you know. She should be fairly tall as an Amazon, you right. know, like especially you know the queen, right? But on um, but I mean her performance, I think still worked. They still made her look like a credible warrior, you know. She, I mean, here's this giant monster in the middle of a city. She don't give a shit, you know. It's like, right. come on, motherfucker, you know. And you know, and Batman and Superman are like, look, we don't have time to figure this shit out. We got to deal with this monster, so. And I like the fact everybody made fun of the fact that Batman, for the most part, is just kind of standing back, and it's like. I don't know how many people actually read Batman comics or know anything about Batman, but Batman is not fucking stupid. <laughs> he already knows this is a giant creature from another fucking planet that I have no fucking idea how to stop. So I'm going to be a decoy and just kind of hide out, <laughs> you know, kind of do what I do best, you know. 
So I, I like the fact that at least they played it to the to the idea that you know he'll he'll still go toe to toe with this monster, but he's not completely stupid and thinking he's just going to outright take it on and punch it in the face. Well, that and he's the only human in the fight. Exactly. Yeah. He lets the fucking aliens that don't die very easily. Right. The aliens in the, the Amazon. Yeah. Let yeah. let the let the super powered beings do their shit. Yeah. I'm going to be over here let and kind of lend support. Fly around and get batted around a few times, and he'll be the one that's like, "Hey, over here." Ooh, I'm running away now. Right, I'm gonna, Batman I'm gonna, is essentially supposed to be a ninja. He's supposed to be stealthy and. I was gonna say he's Genji. <laughs> yeah, he he is not a uh, a frontline you know tank kind of guy. Yeah. He's he's working from the shadows. Even though the only thing I was thinking is, even though his armor got damaged, I would have kept that shit on just because. <laughs> right. I mean, if nothing else, at least it would keep me from dying a little bit longer. You know. But in general, like I think it was a pretty good movie. I mean, you did get I some enjoyment Alfred. out of it, though. As far yeah, as... I thought Alfred was good too. Yeah, J- Jeremy Irons did a really good job as Alfred. I like the fact that he wasn't your typical. No, oh, I'll go press your pants now, Master Wayne. You know, bullshit. Like he was like, "Look, you're being a dick. <laughs> I'm going to tell you you're being a dick. I know you're not going to listen to me, but I'm still going to tell you you're being a dick. You know." And then he'll just go after it. Like, I like the fact at one point he's like, I don't deserve you, Alfred. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, no, you don't. <laughs> at least he's honest, you know. But it, in general, I mean, it, it, it's still an entertaining movie. But, I mean, after seeing the Justice League trailer and the Wonder Woman trailer, like, I think they finally, I think with those two movies in general, they kind of learn from the misfires of Batman v Superman and are like, okay, we can make up for this, you know. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. It was a it was mostly just a setup for Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and the Justice League. Right. Um, which is fine. Like yeah. it was it was whatever. I I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it, but I'm not mad that I did. Right. I do um, so enjoy the memes that are coming out about the Justice League movie, though. <laughs> yeah. Although, the, honestly, those two trailers look pretty damn good. Like, the Wonder they Woman do. one especially. But the one that you posted about, like... Finding Nemo? No. Him coming out of the water and, like, it's their banter back and forth. hmm And he was like, what did they call his fucking boat? It's like it's not this. Oh, the oh, oh! The, the, were they, oh, were the they, schooner. Were they blended yeah. mole rats? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like, great. It's not a boat. Or it's, it's not, not, it's a, not schooner, a schooner. It's, it's a sailboat. Boat, stupid. <laughs> the like, schooner is a sailboat. Stupid. <laughs> and I just laughed. <laughs> so hard. And I was just like, this is a terrible debate. No, that's brilliant. I loved it. I love the fact they managed to harken back to mole rats because that's still my favorite Kevin Smith flick. And I was like. And Ben Affleck was in that movie, so that makes it even funnier. <laughs> and then there was the one where uh, he posted with an LMAO on it where it was just like a picture of the original Aquaman. Oh, yeah, and yeah, him. yeah, And I forgot what the meme was, but it was hilarious. But it was about how good-looking he was. Yeah, where it was like the first one, it's like, oh, how may I assist you, madam? You know, and then it's or, like... I'll get your daughter home by nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, there's nothing. There's, you know, the ocean's not the only thing that's going to be wet tonight. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's just like, yep, that's true. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's, like, fucking hot. It's yeah. dude from Game of Thrones, so yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. He was Conan too, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> I'm not, 
I was never a huge fan of Conan anyway. I like the original. I like the original one with Schwarzenegger, but no. you know, yes. no. Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentations I of the hate women. Arnold, <laughs> I fucking hate him as an actor. But come on, True Lies is hilarious. Yes, that's probably the only movie. But last, that was... last action hero is funny too. I've never seen that one. But... Oh God. Oh, that's a good movie. need to watch that one. That's, like, yeah. one of my favorites of his. But True Lies is, like, the only movie where I, I did somewhat enjoy it, but that's only because of her in it, because she's one of my favorite actresses. Uh, uh, I, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, yes, yes. She's one of my favorite actresses, so that's why it kind of made it better, because mm-hmm. she was, like, the star of that, yeah. that movie. But I'm just not a fan of Arnold. Mm-hmm. Like... And I even do, like, you know, lifting and shit, and there's all sorts of, you know, things that go back to Arnold, because, you know... Well, you know, Pumping Iron was, like, the big, like, movie to see if you were going to get into bodybuilding back in the day. Yeah. It still kind of is, but, yeah. That's, like, you know, everybody's, like, you know, guru for lifting, and it's just like, no, I don't... He was Mr. Universe, at least once. Yeah, but I just don't like him. I don't like him. Yeah, but in general, I mean, I you know I think that the cast they got like I'm happy with the fact that at least they made uh, the Flash look less like a hipster douchebag in this one. <laughs> I still can't get over it. Yeah, like, he was real weird looking to me. Oh my, it was real strange to see I'm him not look like that. The only one that thinks that, like, I'm just like, God, I can't get over. I think it's because I like the the show. That's why they better. did it. I'm pretty sure is because everybody was bitching about the fact that like, why aren't we having the TV show version of Flash on here? Yeah, why can't there be a crossover? Why? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And that's one of the things I was talking about with the guy at work. Actually, um, I was like, he was talking about you know Marvel does te- does movies and stuff better. I'm like, yeah, but DC does television and animation better. It's kind of like that's how you balance the scales. It's like, yeah, Marvel does movies great, but their animations and stuff haven't been all that great. I mean, the Avengers flicks were pretty decent. The Doctor Strange one wasn't terrible. The Iron Man one was good, but kind of irrelevant after you saw the the uh, Robert Downey Jr. movies. So it's like, you know, DC does a lot better with animation and television because with television you got The Flash and Green Arrow who are kind of like yeah they're 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 kind of like part of the big pantheon of like heroes or whatever but they're also guys that they'll let them take certain liberties with and change their origins a little bit and they'll 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 be, get to play more with them but they're never going to touch Batman or Superman because you know the movies have those and it's like great but why don't we let the guys that do the TV shows do that because at least they're trying to do new and interesting things with these characters but whatever i mean i just like Barry Allen on the show better. Yeah. Like, yeah, this one's geeky and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but he is more like a hipster geeky, not... Well, that's one of the reasons, that's one of the things we got into the debate about was the fact that, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm in the, you know, like, you know, Bruce Wayne's like, yeah, I'm putting together a team, and he's like, say no more, I'm in. It's like, okay, he's like, yeah, I need friends. And I'm like, I never in my life considered Barry Allen... I mean, yeah, he's a forensic scientist, so he's a bit of a nerd, but I never, like, put two and two together that he was a nerd that couldn't make friends. Like, he was still, so. I mean, he works at a fucking police station. Like, unless you're Dexter, you know, there's no reason why you can't yeah, be like friends show, with people. he's got so many friends on that show, so a I don't A little too understand. many, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And that, that's what I'm saying. Like, he is not, he is a nerd. I mean, honestly, he reminds me more of our friend Axe. Because if you get Axe talking about pumpkins and gourds and squashes, he will talk your head off about that shit all day. Barry Allen, if you start talking about shit at a crime scene, he'll go on and on about the facts and, you know, they, they didn't start using DNA testing until like 1995. And, you know, he'll, he'll give you all that kind of shit and keep going unless you tell him to shut up. And I get that. You know, he's, he's very rooted in what he is nerdy about. But he's not socially inept. He's not, he's not a pizza Axe face. He's pretty socially inept. So. Right. He's not Peter Parker. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Even though, in a way, I think that's the other thing they're trying to do is turn him into a little more of the Peter Parker of the group. Which, which no, stupid. That's not his character. No, it's not. And that's that's one of the, the reasons why it's like that part doesn't jive with me. Although I think the actor's doing a good job for what they're giving him. So yeah, but I think Barry Allen on the show is right. more like the cool nerd. Right. You know, he's like, gone dancing with the girls on that show. It's like. Nerds don't dance, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, nerds don't go dancing at a club ever. Like, they'll go to the club, maybe hang out at the bar, or maybe find a quiet booth in the very back where they sit by themselves and they're looking at, you know, their phone the whole time. And, you know, yeah, I'm out partying. Not really, but yeah, you know. But I never got that idea from Barry Allen ever. Like, especially because, like, you know, from the comics and everything, like, Barry Allen and Green Lantern and Green Arrow are all fucking friends. If Barry Allen was that much of a, a like a, a, a socially inept nerd, he wouldn't be hanging out with Green Arrow or Green Lantern. <laughs> you know, that'd be like you know fucking Napoleon Dynamite hanging out with Maverick and Goose and fucking Top Gun. Wouldn't happen. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. So, and it would it would be funny, but it wouldn't make any sense. So that's my that's my two cents on that. But I think that trailer looks good. Wonder Woman looks phenomenal. I love the fact that they're going into they're they're pushing her origin back to to World War One instead of World War Two because, again, that's something different, and we've seen World War Two to death on the big screen. No pun intended there, but you know what I mean. So, it's like, I, I like the fact that at least they're doing something interesting with that, and she looks badass. Like, I love the, the footage that they put together from the trailer with the original Wonder Woman theme, and I'm like, yes, do that. More of that, you know. So, I don't know. Have you seen any of those, Dan? The animated stuff? No, the uh, the the Comic Con trailers and stuff. Uh, you know what? No, I actually I was just looking through a bunch of those trailers mm-hmm. and I haven't watched any of them. Even Ashley was like, "I watched those." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your wife watched them before you. That's sad. And I was just like, "I'm sorry, I've been busy. I yeah. have this thing called a job." I do too, but I still manage to watch these. So trailers. does your wife. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> if you want to call it that. You're like the job that yeah. pays less than she makes. Right. Yeah, you mean her indentured her job servitude. that we pay for her to go to? Yeah. Like I said, indentured servitude, yeah. But no, yeah, you should definitely no, check I, those. No, I have not seen those. I need to watch them, and I might do that after the show tonight because there's probably a good half dozen that I need to watch. Yeah, you definitely you definitely should check those out. I wish that they had released the footage from the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 panel, but I know they released like the actual panel footage, but they didn't show any of the footage that they actually showed. I've just heard people... Well, and I know PAX isn't far off, so I think we'll probably see some stuff come out of that. Probably, but I mean, I love the fact that Michael Rooker actually showed up to the panel 
in costume and in character as Yandu Odonta. And yeah, and like he, it was him and like a couple other act. Like I guess I don't know if they're actors from the actual movie or just guys that they had, but they actually had a bunch of other people dress up as Ravagers and like take over the panel. In a way, it's almost reminded me of what they did for Deadpool before the video game came out a few years yeah. ago. But yeah, I mean, I love the fact that Michael Rooker went that far with it, and I and it's cool because you get to look at his costume before the film and his uh, his like mohawk slash thin thing that you know control his arrow is actually going to be huge like it was in the comics now so i'm like yes and apparently from what i've been reading online or hearing or whatever it's supposed to be like i don't know if it's a prototype of, or if the one that he had originally was a prototype but he basically gets another one and it's apparently instead of him whistling to control the arrow like he did in the the first film he'll actually be able to just do it with his mind like he won't have to whistle it'll just do whatever he wants I'm like, that's kind of cool and a little scary. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I like the fact that at least they're giving his character something more to do. And the only thing I'm a little bit disheartened about is the whole reveal of uh, uh, Star-Lord's dad and everything. Because Kurt Russell's in it. But he plays Ego the Living Planet, who apparently also happens to be Star-Lord's dad. Ah. And I'm kind of disappointed because I'm a fan of the comic book character, and I was hoping that Kurt Russell was going to show up and play Jason of Spartax and be like, "Look, you know, you're my son, so technically you're you kind of inherit my uh, kingdom of Spart of the Spartoy Empire, you know. So if I die, you're you're going to be like you, you literally are a star prince. So I mean, that would have been cool, but I'm kind of on one hand, yeah, I'm disappointed at that. But with what they're doing now, I'm just kind of going, okay, I want to see how this plays out now, just because I'm curious now, you know. It, it, literally, to, to harken back to Tarantino, it's like, you know, you, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention, you know. Yeah. So, I'm cur- I, I can't wait to see from what that, from you know, I can't wait to see what that's going to look like. So Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, we've also been watching uh, Shameless. Mm. Um, watched so a few episodes of that. It's a really good show. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I'm on season three. Yeah, we're we just started season two. I think we're like two episodes in. Um, we've kind of been watching like one or two episodes um, every couple of days. Hmm. It kind of gets you, but it's an awesome show. Yep. Um. Like, it's one of those shows that makes me feel normal. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's no way, um, you know, that you could ever hope to be that fucked up. Yeah. Um, because it's one of those situations you can't, you couldn't possibly try to create. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those just weird series of events that lead to another huge series of ridiculous events. Mm-hmm. So it, the whole thing was just kind of weird, um, but no, it's it's really good. And then I'm still keeping up with Casual, um, I which is do. like a Hulu thing. Uh huh. And that's all right. It's not the best. It's kind of. Eh. This season is very anticlimactic. I think. Yeah, so far it's been pretty pretty boring and. Um, just slow paced yeah and it's like you kind of can see everything that's gonna happen you know like the whole like are you up to like the last episode uh i think 
episode five or whatever was the last one I watched. Um, I don't know if there's a new one out yet or not. I haven't looked in a couple of days at least. But yeah, it's basically like everything, especially with the daughter that's going on. It's like, yep, saw that coming. Yep, saw that coming. Yeah, you know, the whole thing like, with the the threesome turning into her picking a side kind of thing was yeah. just like, well, duh. Yeah, and I'm just, and the, you know, and of course it's the male side instead of the female side, and mm-hmm. she turns into a bitch to her and all the shit, and I'm just like, dude, I've seen, I've seen this so many times. Yeah, she's just, like, the whole issue with that, like, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but the whole issue is purely created because she's too much of a bitch to just you know tell the truth and be straightforward about all the shit going on mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know it's kind of a it's one of those shows like i don't know if i could watch more than an episode or two of it at a time because it's just so kind of cringy and yeah uh sad but the same can be said for shameless so. i was gonna say but shameless is more interesting i think it's and it's comical. Yeah. And it's not just sad. It's it's so ridiculous, it's funny. Yeah. So like you laugh at the at the really like stupid parts where it's just like stupid sad. And then there are the sad moments where you're like, Okay, this one's a little touching. I'm gonna get sad here. Mm-hmm. But like the rest of it's like when they're getting in trouble with the law, it's like really dude, really. It's kinda like my brother. You know, <laughs> that's how stupid comical it is. Just the stupid shit that they actually get themselves into, especially the dad. Like, I don't understand. Like, I think somebody went on an acid trip and just thought up all the shit that he's going to get in trouble for. But, like, that that show I like to watch. And I actually have been binging on it at work while I'm at work. Like, I listen to my podcasts. And then I'll start um, listening to that show. Um, yeah. And yeah, speaking of uh, listening, the uh, last bit of media stuff that I have is I started listening to the second Repairman Jack novel. Yes. And I got about halfway through that one. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty good. It's, um, it's a little bit slower paced, a little more boring. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, but that's one of the things about that series is like a lot of the first few books or whatever are very kind of like slow and definitely have like a very slow build to get into the the greater stuff later on. But and, and like I said, it gets weirder going on, but it's not like off the rails weird. Like that's one of the reasons why I recommended that if you like the Dresden Files because even though the main character isn't a wizard or whatever, like it still kind of has that same sort of urban fantasy like urban horror kind of thing going on for it and the the main character is likable enough to the point where it's like you know you you really want to see what's going to happen next so you know I mean yeah he's a weird sort of character but he mainly just lives off the grid and he fixes problems so you know but it's they're definitely really good books I definitely recommend them to anybody like I said especially if you like something like Dresden Files or whatever but in general they're just really good reads to be honest like I really wish even though it would probably ruin it on the whole I think it would be cool if they did it as a television show like possibly on like a like granted I'd have to go back to the original style of like sci-fi channel or something like that you know something along the lines of 
like Dark Matter, if you've seen that TV show. Yeah. Like, I could see, like, those two shows, like, back-to-back on a Thursday night or something, you know. Right. But, like, I think, I think honestly, it lends itself well to a TV show kind of thing. Like, I couldn't see them doing a movie because there's just way too many books in that series to begin with. And on top of that, there's way too much stuff going on. Yeah, well, I think, it, you know, like so many other things where it's just kind of over the line for network television, I think it would fit well on, you know, Netflix or even HBO or Showtime or a Hulu special or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it should have, like, an original series. Definitely, yeah, like a Netflix or a Hulu kind of show, yeah, or Amazon even, yeah. Right. That Yeah, that'd definitely be pretty cool. I would, I, you know, who knows, maybe someday they'll they'll do it, but... Yeah. Even then, like, it's possible. Yeah. Even then, it's one of those shows that, like, I would love to see that, but like in my head, I don't know who I would want to play who. You know, I don't have any like fan casting or whatever in my head about it. Like, you know. Yeah. Even when I picture the characters in my head, they don't necessarily remind me of anyone in Hollywood. Right. I mean, like, maybe to a certain extent, but not totally. Um. Like the only guy that I can come up with off the top of my head is back in the first novel, the. uh the, the bad guy who's kind of like a you know in, you know Indian not Native American like Indian you know Hindu Indian you know like I would I would like to see the guy that played Captain Nemo from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen oh, like yeah. maybe get a bit of a tan and do that role I think he would be perfect because I thought he did a really good job with his interpretation of Captain Nemo too in that film you know that film's yeah. kind of bad on the whole especially if you read the books but Either way, like I think, like that's the one character that I could think of off the top of my head. Like that would be the one guy I would want. But other than that, like none of the other roles really jump out at me. So yeah, and then uh, so I guess kind of the transition into gaming here is I watched a metric shit ton of that Monster Hunter marathon that's still going on. Hmm. Uh, somebody went in and donated five hundred bucks, so they added a ton more hours um i guess it'd be like 10 more hours um so they went from being like 70 hours away from completing it a couple of days ago to now they're actually adding time and they're up to like i think 470 hours or something wow so they have a lot of time left in that which i'm happy about because i really enjoy watching it um but it's got to be brutal for the two guys doing it um, the one guy streams about 16 hours a day. Um, so, and then the other guy goes to work and then comes home and streams. So I don't know how they do it. Like I'm, I can't sit and play a game even when I have time for more than a couple hours. I can't imagine sitting there for 16 hours playing the same game. I mean, for, I've, I've done, you know, a month. I mean, before I had, you know, a life and kids and shit, like I've, yeah, sat, I've sat there and, spent at least like 10 to 12 hours maybe playing a game or whatever i've I've only ever done that maybe once or twice i did that once with counter-strike i I played for like 16 hours right and i think i did that maybe with world of warcraft at some point but i don't think even that long right um and it's not like he you know just takes a break whenever he wants to for like 20 minutes or whatever like he takes like you know enough time to run and take a piss right um, and his girlfriend like brings him food so he doesn't have to leave. And he's like, it's not even like he's sitting on his couch and is comfortable or at his desk. He's playing on a modded 3ds. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, so it's it's you know an added layer of challenge. My neck hurts already. Thinking um, but I guess they did an eight hundred and twenty-seven hour Super Smash Brothers stream, hmm. which just sounds fucking brutal to me. I can't fucking imagine that shit. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I watched a ton of that, and then I tried out a bunch of games. I didn't play a ton of any one game, but I did play a bunch of various games. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I want to talk about, because I think you played a little bit, was Lawbreakers. Yeah, I did end up playing a little bit more uh, last night, actually, but not very much, just enough to get into it. But I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's my, my rig itself, like graphics-wise, is what's screwing me up, but it's like I just can't seem to really do much of anything. Like... Any game that I play, I maybe get one, maybe two kills if I'm lucky. Like, I can't. But. Yeah, I I played probably 15 matches, give or take. Right. And I'm not a big fan of that game. I think it's actually pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and I know they're in alpha, and it's not anywhere near the finished game, but I just don't think the shooting is particularly good. Right. Um, none of the guns really have any feel to them. They just kind of feel, you know, like nothing. Yeah, and it seems like they're really hard to aim, and they don't do, at, like, anywhere near the damage that they should for some of them. Yeah, everything feels super weak. And the, other like, thing the closest I... thing I could find to something feeling powerful was the guy with the rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's, like, almost dead, you can hit them with a the rocket and they explode, which is... You know, at least you get some kind of visual cue that you really killed them good. Right. Um, but, you know, I think I went on like a six person kill streak at one point, um, and it was mostly just kind of luck. Right. But, like, other than that, I just kind of always felt like I was getting one or two kills, and then I was on such low life that no matter what I did, I was going to lose the next fight. Right. And there's, like, no way to really regain any health, at least not that I've seen from the few maps. Yeah, there's, like, there's these random little, like, green health regenerators you have to stand in. Right. And it takes longer to stand there than it does to just die and respawn. Right. Or at least as much time. And that whole, the respawn timer is forever. Right. Um, It just feels like you're dying constantly and super quick and then you just sit there for like 15 seconds doing nothing because you can't see anything because they have that big stupid smiley face graphic that covers the whole screen right yeah so you can't even spectate yeah and that's yeah that's that's one of the things i don't like about the game either plus it's like at least with overwatch you do have a tutorial, like, training mode, so you can actually get a feel for each of the characters and how they work, and you can play around with them to a point where you feel... Like, you're going to know which ones you feel comfortable playing or not. Whereas yeah. this and one, I mean, like, I, I have I no played, clue who does what or how or where. Or, yeah, I mean, I played probably, like, three matches with each character before I kind of figured out what the weapons did, and then I went and read through the weapons and realized, like, a bunch of them worked a totally different way than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I've been using them wrong. And then even when I did try to use them the right way, it didn't really make much of a difference. Right. And that's one of the problems, too. Like I said, I wish they would have had some sort of like tutorial training mode so that you could get a feel for how that shit's supposed to work. Because not everybody who plays a game like that is going to want to go online and research and 
try to figure that shit out. It's like, look, I've already got a job, you know, like I don't need to like put that much extra effort. Well, and I don't think it's particularly good design if you feel like you need to do that. Exactly. That's why, like, I mean, say what you want. Yeah, sure. Overwatch is, you know, you know, like like everybody says, basically TF2. And it's like, yeah, but TF2 works. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. That's kind of a compliment. No, it's like, easy to jump in. It's easy to play. It's easy to get like three or four kills. It's well made at the least. Like, I mean, like Angela, like you don't play very many shooters like that. So it's like it was very easy for you to hop in and play a game. I mean, yeah, like you've said before, there are times where you just don't feel like you're really doing anything, but you're still playing and having fun. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this game, it's like punishing you for trying to like figure the damn game out. It's like I don't want a game that does that to me. I have my yeah. own punishments and shit in life. You know, I don't need to have a game punish me. I don't want to yeah. have the things I love punish me. <laughs> I am not a masochist like that. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, so the other game that I played. Um, well, I guess I should mention this one. I just played like three matches of Hearthstone before we started recording. Um, because I realized I hadn't gotten to rank 20 this season yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went ahead and did that so I would get my uh, summertime beach card back for that um, when it rolls over in a couple of days here. Um, and then, play the um, the brawl? I did not do the tavern brawl. I actually think I might try that out on my phone at the in-laws this weekend. Yeah, it's it's different. I wasn't yeah. a fan of it this week, but yeah. yeah. Did you get to level 20 yet, Angela? No, not yet. I plan on playing it, and then it had an update, and then now I'm stuck playing another game because I got sucked in. So, I'm gonna play it at some point, but not right now. Yeah, well, you've got two days yeah. before the season ends, so. Yeah. Um, and then I tried out the new uh, Elder Scrolls card game. Okay, how was that? Uh, it's cool looking. I think you're going to like it more than Hearthstone if you can get past the complexity. Um, it's definitely got a lot of art that they pulled directly from Elder Scrolls Online, a lot more so than Skyrim. Um, See, that's one of the problems. the same couple of voice actor voice actors and actresses for almost everything in the game Um, and it gets real tired real quick and you know you kind of you start to miss all of the character that is in Hearthstone I think they definitely did not hit that mark right Um, and my issue with it like it's fun to play and I'm okay at it Mm -hmm. and I went through the first eight missions and put it up on Twitch um and it was easy enough to learn, and I feel like if you've played Hearthstone, you'll be able to figure it out. Right. But the problem is, none of the card mechanics are intuitive like they are in Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Like, if something has taunt on it, you kind of understand how taunt works. Right. Um, they call it something really arbitrary and strange in this one. I think it's guard or something like that. Right. Which doesn't necessarily mean taunt to me. Right. Um, I, I didn't quite get it, and I read it, and I was like, oh, okay. But the thing that really makes it complicated is the decks are 50 cards instead of 30. So you have a lot more chance, and you're not getting the cards you need a lot more often. Right. So it kind of almost always comes down to board removal and 
just kind of whoever gets the lead kind of wins immediately. Right. Um, and then there are different board types that have effects. So there's a board where every turn... So I guess I should explain another thing first because it won't make sense otherwise. Mm-hmm. They put a line down the middle of the board. Like a, you know, imagine like a, a volleyball court. And you have to put your cards up to four on each side of the line. And those cards can't attack the cards on the other side of the line on the left or right. So you can only attack right side creatures if your card is on the right. Yeah, see, this is the problem I had with Magic the Gathering, which is why I never got into that card game, is because... Yeah, it's super complicated. Yeah, the art is pretty, and I like some of like the quotes and stuff on the cards, but yeah. actually playing it, it's like there's way too many goddamn rules. Like, I have enough of a hard time trying to play fucking poker sometimes. You know, right. I can play poker, but it usually takes me a couple of hands to figure out how to do everything. Yeah, and then, so... They added another layer of complexity where on certain boards, every turn, if you have a card on the left and the right, they'll switch or or they won't switch. A card will move from one side of the board to the other at random. So you can't even plan. Wow. So they take the strategy out of the game. Which seems kind of counterintuitive, but sure. Yeah, and I, I think their theory was to make it part of the strategy where you're going to want to like put a card on the right so you know it moves over to the left kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it always just kind of... You don't know what your opponent has, so it's actually kind of impossible to plan for real. Right. Um, and with 50 cards, you don't know if you're going to get the next card that you need. Um. They also added some more mechanics. Like, I could sit here and talk for an hour about all the extra bullshit they packed onto this thing. And that's a problem. <laughs> um, yeah. So one of the other big things they added was every time you take five damage, you get a bonus card that you draw. And if that card has a certain type that is called Prophecy... um you can play that card immediately for free. Mm. But if it's not, if you draw it out of your deck and it's a prophecy card, yeah, it doesn't get any special ability. It just costs more. So your only way of getting it is by pure luck that, you know, you have a 10% chance that those prophecy cards will be chosen as the ones that get drawn when you know you get a when you take five damage and the problem is if you don't ever take that five damage you never get that card right so it might be the card that is at you know your last bit of health and you never you know get there and then if you do get there it's too late to use it when you could have drawn it and used it you know five turns ago Mm -hmm. um they also don't cap your mana so if you get to turn like 15 you're going to end up with, like, 15 mana to spend. Hmm. So it just gets really, really overwhelming and complex. Mm -hmm. The cards, some of the cards have, like, three and four different modifiers to them, and it's super irritating because nothing is clear about how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole thing is, it's cool-looking, and it has potential, 
but they really could stand to simplify it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, so. you lost me a while. I stopped paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, I mean, it is paid not attention, for you. It's also just like, just like, yeah, the, I mean, I love, I would love to look at the art and like watch somebody else play maybe, but well, I mean, playing it if myself, nothing else, like, you can play, you can play through the, the, uh, single player missions just to, just to see it and see some of the card art and stuff. Right. Um, and they do have cool, like mission animations before the, the, um, game start and stuff for the single player right. stuff. That's worth watching. Um, and worth playing through. Those are actually quite a bit of fun, even though the story is pretty meh. Um, and the one cool thing I actually really thought was neat about the story... Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, just... I can give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm losing you guys. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, you cut out for a second there. Alright, well, I'll give it one try here. Um... The one thing I really liked about the... Uh, say it's almost at two hours, so... Yeah. Um, all right, well, do you guys want me to call you back, or do we want to just wrap things up here? I don't care. I mean, I don't really have any opinion either way. I mean... I, I didn't really play anything, so... Yeah. Hello? Do you have more to talk about? No. Not really. I mean, we pretty much covered Lawbreakers. I haven't really played much. I did dabble a little bit in Overwatch, but that's about it. So not very much. Just a couple of rounds. So And it was quick play, so it's not like I was doing anything awesome, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap things up. Um, short show this week. Two hours. Yeah, yeah short. I mean, two <laughs> hours. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um. But yeah, um, maybe I'll get to see you guys tomorrow night. I know we might try to come into town to get some dinner or something. Okay. Well, I know by then we should be home. I know we're going to go out in the morning and do some like you know, school stuff for the kids, but that's about it. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful evening, and maybe I'll see you, or we'll do this again next week. All right, All right sir. Have a good one. Later. Peace out.